Welcome to Amplify. We're the show that will help you take your message, whatever it may be, and get it out through social media, networking, and other marketing channels. Maybe even some that you've never thought of. Whether you're an organization, small or large business, or you just have the next positive message that's sure to go viral, you'll want to stay tuned this hour. Now, here's your host, Ken Rashawn. Welcome. I am back in D.C. I'm Niagara Falls and so excited to be back in the D.C. area. I get to see my son and my wife soon in about six hours. I've been up since two o'clock, so this will be the first show that I have some food to accompany and some Guardian. I don't know if you can see the Guardian. Let's see. Guardian uh, vegetarian sausage gumbo. So I've never done this before six years, but I'm famished right now. I've been on the road and here I land. So Terry, have you ever been hungry when you're on the road? Yes. <laughs> have I'm you ever hungry been- when I'm on the air, Ken. <laughs> How about tired? Have you ever been tired? Um. Yeah, I do get tired if I do a really long leg of the trip. Yeah. Okay. What's the longest leg you've done? Nine hours. Nine hours? Okay. So I, I did uh, New York and we did like 15 to 18 hour days and we went to the Today Show and then we went to, and I took a train back in Alexandria to an event with BLN and then back to Niagara Falls. I mean, just insane schedule for the last seven days. So I feel like the whirlwind is going. Mm-hmm. And so I want to be at peace. With your background. Just breathe. <laughs> Is that what it's about? I mean, so, Terry, I got to see you when you just started your, your journey. And that was so exciting. It was one of the very first days. Yeah. We, I have pictures to prove it. <laughs> and you manifested the vehicle that would take you around the United States. Mm-hmm. So, I'm so in awe of the fact that you did this on pure faith and um, really manifestation. Yeah, it truly is a lesson in trust. It is. And we are not trusting our manifestation unless we're in faith of the fact that we just have to go blindly into it. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm I'm a big uh, fan of Neville Goddard's teaching. And he says, if you can hold it in your heart that it's real, that's really where it's at. That trust, that belief that it it is real. And that's all we have to do is hold that faith and that trust. And there's a a person that may not be a super fan of, I mean, I might not be a super fan of this person, but it it grounds it more into a blue collar or I guess a mainstream. Ready for it? Henry Ford. Oh, yeah. Whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. That's right. (laughs) And everyone against him that this is not going to work or that he should not be allowed into the inner circle of the car arena. And so, ironically, a car got you around the United States. And I was still still getting me (laughs) 50,000 miles later. (laughs) You have like two stories that are just magnificent about how a car was manifested almost instantly. Yeah. And, and I, I'd like to start off with that story. And, and let's, let's share what your podcast is and why this journey is so important first. Okay. Our podcast is Imagine Peace. And I have another one called, um, <laughs> I just lost the name of my podcast. Peapod. Peapod. <laughs> <laughs> podcast. Uh, so the Peapod. Peapod. Yeah, because we're all peas in a pea pod. Yes, we are. We're like-minded and we're fed by the same source. You want to hear a, 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 pea, a, a pea poem that my grandfather gave us? Yeah. I eat my peas with honey. I've done it all my life. It makes my peas taste funny, but it keeps them on my knife. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I like your grandfather. <laughs> a good man all right so what is this crazy notion i mean you are the angel right and you've met lots of angels and you create this amazing vision that some would call crazy and other would just be in awe of it and then others are inspired by it 
So how'd you come up with this? Uh, it was inspired. I had the nudge probably two years before I actually acted and went out into the world, the big bad world. And I knew that I was going to do something. I didn't know what it looked like. And even, Ken, as I was driving out of Florida, I still didn't know what it looked like. It was all blind trust. Mm. I knew that I was supposed to go. I knew I was supposed to do this. Everything was falling into place. So I heard to get rid of all material possessions and that I was going to be going on the road. Well, I had an older car that I knew would get me a ways, but probably not as long as I knew that I was going to be on a journey. I didn't know it was going to be this long. But, <laughs> but anyway, um, so I heard I heard to get to lead that car. Harry, how long is the journey? Well, as of now, it's been three years. This month has been three years on the road. Yep. Yeah. And, and what perpetuated this? Um. You know, I believe it all started back in 1963 when President Kennedy was assassinated. Hmm. And my young mind was like, there's got to be something we can do about violence against each other. Even at that point, I was like, this isn't right. There's got to be something that can shift and change this so that we're not killing each other. And we're not constantly in that state of fear of, you know, what's what's going to be next. And then throughout the years, of course, we've had 911. We've had um, all the, the racial violence. It just continues. And, and I knew that if something, if a change was going to happen, I had to change. And if I can change, maybe I can show others that it's possible to create a change in the world, a shift. And so peace has always been there. It's always been, I know what I'm here for as part of my journey on earth is to bring forth more energy of peace, whatever that looks like to people. And that's what I'm finding out as I do travel. What does it look like? What does peace mean to you? And I always ask that question. But Terry, you don't seem like the kind of person that had to have a big shift about peace. Um, I grew up in a very chaotic family, Ken. There were 13 children. And so it was always something happening, fighting, uh, turmoil. I was a victim of childhood sexual abuse. So yeah, I, I had a lot that I was trying to, you know, find my way and, and find what what would look different than that. And to me, peace, peace is calm. It's it's safety. It's not having to worry about uh, looking behind you and see what's happening behind your back. It's just staying in your inner calm so that you know that no matter what, you can face a challenge. And I've can faced we, many challenges. <laughs> so we're we're going to go into a few, and we obviously want to bring your partner, Mary Beth, into the conversation soon. But um, give an example of. Well, first of all, when was that transition that you decided to adopt peace? Because as long as I've known you, you've been peace. Yeah, well, like I said, I, I think the assassination of Kennedy was like the, the impetus that said something's got to happen here. That was such a huge impact in my life. That's a long time ago. That, that was the catalyst. Yeah, that was a long time ago. And then since then, I've been in turbulent relationships where I was abused. I've been in... Um, you know, just going down a road of depression. I had uh, a huge event with kidney failure and a subsequent transplant. And then, you know, trying to figure out, okay, you know, I'm still here. So why am I here? And going back into that desire to have peace in my life and peace in the world. Because mm. we can't have peace in the world until we have it inside. And when was this? Uh, the transplant was in 1975. So you've been an angel since then? I think I've been an earth angel my whole life. Okay. I've, I've always talked to them. I've always communicated and knew that they were there and, and their presence. I've, I've come to know 
more about them and their function. They're here for us to help us through this thing called life. So I, I know now, like um, working with them, I channel messages from them and just really have a daily walk and a daily talk with them. So I can't imagine an angel like you being in a relationship where they're not rejoicing and celebrating you. So, yeah, it, it was, it was a tough, it was a tough lesson. And after my last marriage ended, which was like 12 years ago, that's when I really did a lot of soul searching and asking, all right, what do I do with this? I have learned Ken not to ask the why questions. So I don't go into victimhood. I don't say, why did this happen to me? You know, <laughs> sweet little innocent me, right? <laughs> but I go into, um, what am I to do with this? What am I learning from it? What am I supposed to do going forward? How can I use this, my story, to help other people that may find themselves in an abusive relationship or just searching, you know, and maybe going through depression or suicidal thoughts, you know, whatever it might be. And how will my story help to inspire others? So that's my, my, what, what do I do with it? It's putting it out there, letting other people see that you can go through these huge fires and you can still stand tall. Awesome. Well, you know, it's interesting, but I just did a talk yesterday in Niagara Falls at the Mike story with Jesse Cruz and Desiree Cruz. And my presentation was about impact and it's about what you do with a book and why a book normally fails. And the difference between failing and not failing is your faith and your commitment to a long journey. And I brought in Stephen Covey on your exact topic, which is 10% of what happens to us just happens to us. 90% is what we do with it. And it's so interesting how many people do fall into the why and not the what. The what is, what is this for? How, or how can I use this to serve? Or what was the life lesson? Yeah. And the reason you're on the show, very simply put, is that you inspire me. And I, I'm, because Amplified is about amplifying the life of leaders that actually cause inspiration, but also create community that you belong. And then, of course, you're bringing Mary Beth in. And this is a good segue to bring Mary Beth in. So she's not just watching the conversations, but she's part of the conversation. So tell about, uh, why don't you introduce Mary Beth and then tell the audience who she is to you and why she's so important to this role. Sure. Marbeth Dunn is such an inspiration in my life. And I met Marbeth, oh gosh, I don't know, six or seven years ago, maybe, or maybe even longer. And she was so instrumental as um, a supporter to me when I went through breast cancer. And she would she would come call me up. I'm on my way to pick you up, and she'd take me somewhere, you know, so I could get out of the house and, and we could just sit and have conversation and and really get to know each other. And, and I have gotten to know her over the years and work with her. Marbeth started a world peace experiment. Um, I think it was 2018. You can correct me, Marbeth. And she asked me to be a part of that. I led one of the meditations we did in that experiment, which was geared toward the Middle East and putting positive energy in that direction for us to, to bring in more peace in, in the area. And so that was a wonderful experience with her. And then this year, fasting forward, um, I started the podcast, The Peapod, at the beginning of the year, and I had her on as a guest in February. The other person that was on with me was a former diplomat in Australia who very much is a it's an anti-nuclear um, war, anti-war uh, proponent. And we were talking and I had Marbeth share her world peace experiment that she had done at that time in earlier in 2018. And this lady says, well, you need to do it again, but we need to focus on our world leaders. And both of us just looked at each other and we knew in that instant, we knew that this project was born, which is 10 million for world peace. So I want to 
bring in Marbeth and just uh, get her view on everything about peace and this project that we just finished a 21-day journey of daily meditations. And Marbeth, welcome. Well, thank you. It's really wonderful to be here. And uh, yeah, like Terry, um, I've been all about peace and I didn't, you know, I've gone through all of my stuff too. Um, You know, difficult marriage and a lot of health issues and whatever. But um, somebody read my fingerprints about 15 years ago. And all of my fingerprints, she said, people came into different categories. But mine were very unusual in that they were all peace. (laughs) So (laughs) you could say that, um, you know, both of us were meant to be (laughs) together and, and promoting peace. So we created a 501c3 nonprofit, 10 million for world peace, because we have a vision of 10 million people coming together in a unified field of consciousness healing our planet, just bringing peace to this planet. So that's why we love working together. We had a very successful launch of our three weeks for um, meditating for world peace. And now we're going to be focusing on different countries on the same format, three-week series of meditation uh, challenges. I guess they will be challenges, Um, but focusing on world peace. That's what we're going to do moving forward. Why 10 million? Why not? Well, um, I guess I'll tell you why not, because I'm ready for that answer. (laughs) Why not is you're more powerful. And why not is that there might already be 10 million, but they're not actually working in concert or in harmony. And I think peace is a a big equation that requires a bigger number. And so the why not is I think that you cultivate 100 million or even 1 billion. How about that? Well, I think we're going to be collaborating with someone who is um, a billion for for world peace. So I can envision more people than that. You know, I, I think the sky's the limit. You know, as soon as one person invites 10 people and they commit and those 10 people invite 10 people and they commit and you go through seven or eight iterations seven iterations you'll have 10 million but they could be overlapping so eight iterations you got your 10 million I, i understand i just um in knowing terry and her journey and knowing you I think you're going to hit 10 million way before you expect it. What's been really lovely is we have, we've been connected with so many other uh, organizations working for peace. It's really a beautiful thing. And the more you say that, the more you're edifying the fact that it's too small a number. That's right. (laughs) Yeah. I always say 10 million plus. Yeah. Well, Terry, I just want to say in, in a world of 8 billion, I, I think you're going to need at least a billion, but I think you're going to get it. Yeah. It's just, just to say an arbitrary number doesn't mean anything, but to say that the energy you're putting into this three years in the road, you attracting people that really care about this idea, the idealism of peace and, and peace is something that we deserve. We don't always accept it, but we deserve it. And if we, if we embrace it, we actually cause it for others. And, you know, if you have one toxic or one chaos person with a peaceful person, the stronger person will always win. It doesn't mean the peaceful person will lose, but the one who is stronger will. And the more people that are about peace and showing that peace is actually the way to live, the more the chaotic people actually get saved. Yeah, there's a statistic. Um, sorry, Margaret. There's a statistic then that one person vibrating at that high level of peace, love, joy, counterbalances 750,000 of the people vibrating at the lower end where they're in the chaos and the hatred and the, you know, all the isms. Yeah, I believe that it doesn't take that many of us to reach that tipping point 
of us turning this thing around to a more peaceful world. Awesome. Um, I asked you while you were talking, do you know what that frequency is? But before you answer that, um, I've illustrated this many, many times in my show is that the world is a pendulum of negative and positive energy. And the more negative energy there is, the more the pendulum is pointing in the middle towards that. And then the more positive energy, the more it's pointed that way. And so when you have leaders that are extremes, you cause the pendulum to really swing. So the magic is that we can't save them all, but that we can actually cause many people that are in this indecisive mode of how do I live life, that it's not about stress. It's not about paying your bills. It's about actually believing and having faith and actually working and serving others that you actually get to serve yourself. So do you know what that frequency is by any chance for um, peace or love? Well, in terms of, of the heart frequency is 432 hertz. 432 hertz, okay. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I, I knew it was 400. I couldn't get the exact number. Yeah, 432. That's why we're a team, Terry. That is- <laughs> that's right. All right. Got each other's back. <laughs> so, Ken, I don't know if you know about Nostradamus's um, after uh, he, he basically connected with a woman who was doing past life regressions. And I just flapped on her name, Terry. Dolores Cannon. Dolores Cannon, yes. Dolores Cannon, back in the 80s, was regressing a client. And the client, it turns out, had been a student of Nostradamus, the, the, na- <laughs> the doomsayer <laughs> of, you know, doom and gloom and all these horrible predictions, you know, for like hundreds of years in the future. And he said that eventually, after many readings with this woman, she said, the master came in and he wants to talk to you. So Nostradamus was, was uh, communicating from the 1500s with a woman in the 1980s. And he basically told her that he wanted to, he wanted to rewrite his predictions. He wanted to correct everything that was wrong. So she worked with him through other clients uh, for three years, revised his, his predictions. And then he said, my predictions are dire, but they don't, do not have to be. If you make it through the 1990s, in the 2000s, you'll have the opportunity to join minds. And when you join minds together, you can usher in a thousand years of peace. That's beautiful. So, yes. <laughs> great way to, I guess, culminate the message of what this is going to transition into the second segment, because we're at the end of our first segment. And really quickly, how can people follow you, Terry? Angelspeakers.com for myself personally. And then we have the website 10 million for worldpeace.org for our big mission. So we have to add 100 million. That's all. We have to get that domain. And Marbeth, how do people connect with you? Marbethdunn.com and also 10 million for worldpeace.org. Awesome. So this is Ken Roshan on Voice America giving a big hefty love and props to our our visionary Jeff Spinard, who created Voice America, 400 hosts. If you are looking to have a voice on Voice America and you have a message that's worthy of being heard, connect with Voice America. You will be happy that you have a platform that really supports a message. Six years of sharing the power of Voice America. And we have the Keep Smiling Movement. And we will say the Mike story of Jesse Cruz and Desiree Cruz and women warrior, warrior women, I'm sorry, warrior women. And they were just in New York at Times Square. So go ahead and check their social media. And if you are a woman that has got a warrior story, connect with Desiree Cruz. We'll talk to you in about two minutes. See you in a couple minutes. Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. 
The Umbrella Syndicate amplifies good causes, good people, and good messages. They offer a suite of services that help people and businesses gain better exposure. Through working with the Umbrella Syndicate, you gain the ability to reach an audience of 50,000 unique people a week. They have recently reached over 20,000 followers on Facebook. You can view their photography and how they use it as a strong promotional tool on their Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash the Umbrella Syndicate. Show them your support by liking their page. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. This is Amplify. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. We also would love to hear from you via email to info at TheUmbrellaSyndicate.com. Now, back to Amplify. Hello, Ken Rashawn on Amplified Voice America. So excited to be having our two guests, Terry and Marbeth. And what an amazing journey. Uh, Terry, I got to see you at the beginning of a three-year journey, and we didn't go any deep dives. And I, I told you during the break, and for those of you listening on Facebook, what does it take to be crazy enough to jump in a new car or old car and say you're going to create peace in the world. So what was the impetus? What was the crazy notion that you could actually do this? Because there's a quote by Gandhi that says, be the change you want to see in the world. So what, what caused it all? Yeah, I, I think that pretty much describes it. I wanted change. And Ken, the really interesting part about the beginning of this journey it was smack in the middle of COVID lockdown. Right. We were told to stay inside. Don't venture out. Don't do something like get on the road. But I had heard for a couple of years that I was going to be doing something. And I knew it involving, involved not just sitting static. The one message I heard very clearly was it's time to get up off the couch. You can't just sit and wait for other people to do what you know in your heart is supposed to be done, you have to be put feet on the ground, go forward, and not just let everybody else pass you by and say, oh, I, I could be doing that. I should be doing that. So I knew that there was a mission. I didn't know exactly what it looked like, but I knew that it involved going somewhere, doing something. What happened during after I received that message that I was to do this is I developed breast cancer in 2019. And so for the full year, I was out of commission as far as any travel. I had to take care of what I was faced with in front of me. And I also, that in that year, lost the last two animals that I had. I'm very much an animal person. So my two cats left during that year. What are their names? Uh, Tassie and Gizmo. They were very special to me. Gizmo always came on the air with me. If I was doing a, a broadcast, he was there. That's amazing. So he was very much a part of, of what I do and is still a part of what I do. Mm. Yeah. So That's 2020 came and we all know what happened. Yeah, the lockdown. You know, everybody's scared because we didn't know what the heck was going on in the world. And that just added fire to my fuel, you know, let's, let's fuel to my fire of, you know, there's got to be something that we can do. 
And in March of that year, I, I got on the air on Facebook Live and I said, is there anybody out there? Are you all, you know, are there still people in the world? And do you want to talk? You know, is, is there something that we can just support each other through what's happening here? And from that day forward, I've been on the air pretty much every morning. I try to make it every morning for over three years to support, to say what's happening in your world. Let's just do a, a little check-in. So we still do check-ins every morning. And then in July, I got the go-ahead. It was like, okay, it's time. Let's hit the road. And I'm like the deer in the headlights, like, huh? (laughs) And I even asked, I'm like, angels, don't you know what's going on here? (laughs) Like, we're told to be still, and you're telling me to go. And the message I got was, yeah, it's time. This is so needed right now for people to hear that there's still life out here. We were hearing doom and gloom. I need to be a light shining in that doom and gloom. So I didn't know how it was going to work, Ken. I, I really, I was at a loss myself. I'm like, if you all want me out there, you've got to put me in something that will get me out there. And I heard, go buy a car. Okay. Easy enough for some people. <laughs> I didn't have the resources to just go out and buy a car. The angels bought themselves a car. When I went down to the dealership that day, it was like I wasn't even there. Everything was just taking place. And all of a sudden, there were papers in front of me to sign. And I drove away in a brand new car that day to hit the road. How much? um, The car, I want to say 27, maybe. But but. You said to me, and that's what I want the audience to hear. You said that you needed a number to hear a number for the monthly payment or something like that. Or I, I vaguely remember the story that you had the numbers hit that were just perfect. Yeah, it was. It was like if if you know if I can do this, I was paying a monthly rent on an apartment. So if I could get it anywhere near that or less, then I knew I was golden. Right. You because know, I no longer had a rent payment. The car was now my home and has been for three years now. I've lived in a car. Um, then it was doable. And the angels made all that happen. You know, they came in at, at a higher figure. And I said, no, I'm sorry, I can't do that. And they, they brought it down to where I needed it. And so they, yeah. put in, they put in a shower. They built out the car. So you had kind of a home feel, right? There was like a kitchen in the car, right? <laughs> No, no kitchen, unfortunately. (laughs) But what's interesting now is that I do have a coffee maker in the car. Yeah. (laughs) The important stuff, you know. (laughs) Tell me what that means. I'm sorry? That you lived in your car. Tell me what that means. Okay. So as I would drive sometimes eight, nine hours a day throughout the country, um, there were times when I would just pull into a rest area. And I would sleep for, you know, never how long I needed, five, six hours before I got back on the road. So it looked like, you know, um, I laid the seat back as much as I could because the car was packed. It had everything I owned. Right. And yeah, and just uh, did the rest that I needed in the car. So I really lived in this car as I drove along. Good thing you bought such a large album collection in the 60s <laughs> and have the vinyl playing while you're driving. And thank God for Kindle. <laughs> so, so I had something to read. And um, what about Audible? And Audible. I love Audible. So uh, an eight or nine hour day on the road, what does that look like? How's that, how's that yeah. feel? What are you getting from it? What I get from it is a lot of conversation with God. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and in the beginning, it, it looked like, what am I doing? <laughs> you know, where am I going? I would go through a state and I'm like, am I supposed to be stopping here? Am I supposed to do? I mean, I seriously was like winging this. I I had no roadmap. And I'm like, am, am I stopping? A, that faith is, Terry, is, it doesn't have a roadmap. It doesn't have a roadmap. Yeah. And so I heard very clearly which direction to go. 
And my first stop, a real stop, instead of just sitting on the side of the road, was in Tennessee. And in Tennessee was where the first land blessing happened. And they guided it. I, I didn't have a clue what a land blessing was. And they told me to pick an area, and they guided all of that. There had to be certain signs. There would be a heart. There would be animals. There would be children. There would be uh, a peace sign somewhere along the way. And so we went into this little remote area in Tennessee, and all the signs were there. And we placed a stone in the ground. That was the very first land blessing. And there were words that I channeled from the angels telling the stone that it was on a mission. And it was going to connect with other stones in the ground, tree roots, water. And it was going to carry forth the energy of peace and connect with, with other such objects underneath. And I did that throughout the country over the last three years. And how did Marbeth come into the picture? Uh, she was in the picture before the, the journey. I had met her before that. She was very much a supporter of what I do. And uh, one of my, my beautiful peas in the pea family. Yeah, she's. Um, I'm so connected to her. We're, we're like sisters, even though we're, we're not biologically connected. So, Marbeth, uh, any uh, desire to go get a car and jump on the road with Terry? That hasn't been my path. I, I'm in a relationship, and, and I don't think he would like that. <laughs> But, um, you know, and that's that really is is my path. I'll tell point. you what, I think he'd love it. You know why? Oh, I took him along. <laughs> yeah, he just wants to be with you. Yeah, that's true. So. Um, and what are you drinking, by the way? I saw it, it looks like a. Hibiscus, hibiscus tea. I thought it was. Okay, very good. With um, lemon and honey. Yeah, that's that's going to kick the COVID right out. Yeah, well, the COVID's gone. It's just, you know, a little of the residual. You I know, I, I feel good. I'm sorry? I didn't think you were allowed to have COVID anymore. I mean, you're like an angel. Oh, I know. <laughs> I, I, it surprised me. We managed to avoid it for three years, but um, it, it got us. But um, anyway, just um, being on Terry's podcast, I, you know, I in 2018, I woke up one morning and I heard, I got a download, basically, you're going to lead a world peace experiment and meditation experiment in two weeks. <laughs> and like Terry, I was a deer in the headlights, like, what? <laughs> Could you give me a little longer to get this together? No, it's going to happen in two weeks. So I had an online business manager, thank God. And she, because I'm not, I, I don't think I could have pulled it together. although. You know, when you're guided, things fall into place. So I won't say that couldn't have happened, but it was perfect. She got everything orchestrated. I was going to do it on my conference line, but it crashed day of. I had people who had registered um, in Europe and even as far away as Japan and the Far East and um, through the U.S. and Canada. Um, and the day that uh, I was going live, it crashed. So I, I I grabbed my phone and I and a tripod and I went outside and I, I did my very first Facebook live <laughs> and uh, and it it worked so um, I did it every day seven minutes a day to world peace you know just guiding people into the unified field of consciousness and we focused on the Middle East because I knew that this was an experiment and we needed to get independent statistics. I knew we could get independent statistics on the Middle East. So we focused on the Middle East and, uh, you know, just we'd see the earth and surround it with love and peace. We, in this unified field, all a guided seven minute meditation. And we focused on the Middle East. And after a month, it, you know, I stopped and, I realized I wanted to keep going, but I didn't want to do it myself. So I brought in other people like Terry to lead meditations. And then I started conversations of peace with them. And so we went on for another five months and independent. And I had um, statistics from the ACLED 
they didn't know who I was, but they published their statistics online. So I was able to see what was happening and I would publish them to our group. And then at the end, um, we had about a 20% drop in violence in the Middle East. And we weren't that many of us, you know, on a good day, maybe 50. But um, it's when two minds are joined, then miracles can happen. Totally. I agree with you. And out of miracles come inspiration. Yeah. Out of inspiration comes creation. Yeah, absolutely can. That's so cool. All right. So what are we doing to enroll this audience into how they can actually play too? Well, you can join us at 10millionforworldpeace.org. We just finished our first 21-day um, meditation world peace challenge. and uh, But we're going to be doing this again, focusing on different countries, working with organizations, boots on the ground in these other countries so that we can lift each other up and work together to really focus on making a difference in the, these countries and on the planet. So mm -hmm. if you join us at 10millionforworldpeace.org, you get to don't uh, to download one of Terry's most beautiful meditations. It's just really beautiful for uh, beginners as well as advanced meditators. So when you join us and, and uh, you'll get that meditation and then you also receive our newsletter. So you'll be up to date and be able to join us on our next challenge. So Marbeth, what countries? Um, well, we had a town hall on Saturday. We just came off of this on Thursday. So the first country we're looking at is Haiti. I lived in Haiti for 17 years and I do speak Creole. And uh, I, I have been supporting a couple of different, um, a few different um, agencies in Haiti that are making a difference. So, so I with somebody very powerful. He just won the Mike story in Canada. And his name is uh, Josh Smith. He's a Marine. And he's uh -huh. doing a lot of his work in Haiti. Wonderful. Medical situations that are under $100 save people's lives. Yes. So yeah. that's going to be one action. We're going to see if we can come up with three today. Three, okay? Wonderful. I love it. We got one. We got like nine minutes, so we got to come up with the other two. So, Terry, what was uh, – you had some epiphanies, obviously, while you were traveling, but what, what, what was one of your more beautiful days? Give an example of what a day gave you by going on this journey. Oh, my gosh. There's so many. Uh, one that I remember very clearly, I don't know if you ever heard of Dr. Marty Casey. She invited me into St. Louis, and St. Louis had a very tragic event that happened with a young man being shot down uh, in the middle of the street. And she took me to that very spot, and I was able to feel into the energy and talk to people there was the that still were reeling from that. Who was the man, Terry? Um, I knew you were going to ask me. <laughs> Michael, I know his name was Michael. That's the only thing I can remember at this moment. Very and good. so anyway, we stood at that very spot where he was shot. There were so many houses that people just left. They just walked away when that had happened. And we did a healing there. We actually cleared the energy of the, the area and did a healing. And both of us felt immense relief afterward. So going around and talking to some of the people, hearing them say, you know, we need this. And I hear that, Ken, wherever I go and I'm talking to people and doing the land blessings, planning a peace poll, whatever it might be, I hear, please keep doing this. We need this. So people are asking for peace to come into the land. They're asking for healing. This is the big thing. It's not just that that we want people to be in harmony and get along, but they need to heal from the, the tragedies and the traumas, wars, violence, all the things that have taken place. This is what I'm looking at is people that are asking for healing. So and, another Gandhi quote, because we said, be the change you want to see in the world. Another Gandhi quote is happiness is when what you think and what you say and what you do 
are in harmony. And I, I will suggest that people that are asking need to be given the fact that they're not asking, but that they're actually doing with you, what you're creating, which is peace. Because people don't get peace, they give it. Yes. But as we give, we receive. I have number two, Ken. Go for it. We would love to have you join us on our Imagine Peace podcast. Great. And what is that? What is that? Well, not what is it? How do, how do they get there? How do they get there? Well, right now we're on YouTube mm-hmm. and our podcast is Imagine Peace. We started it um, with our 21-day challenge. We dropped an interview every day and we've had over a thousand views within three weeks. I think we're doing pretty good. I might have action three. Terry, you wrote your Dose of Hope that reaches millions of people. You wrote that, right? Wrote what? The Dose of Hope. Your How You Bring Hope to the World. Okay, oh, so- I did send that to you. Yeah. You did send it, right? So you're going to be on the next one, but Marbeth has not, right? No, I have not. So it's a TED Talk on how you bring, how you created who you are that creates your purpose, that creates your impact in the world. So I've been notified by Voice America that we're down to the last three or four minutes, and I want to make sure we do the rapid fire. Rapid fire is where I ask you a quick question, you give me a quick answer. And we're going to go with Terry first, Marbeth second. Are you ready, Terry? Okay. A book that changed your life. I'm sorry, I didn't hear it. Book that changed your life. I've got something going on in the background. So one more time. A book that changed your life. A book. A book that changed my life. Autobiography of a yogi. Great one. Um, Marbeth? Course in Miracles. Great. Uh, A movie that inspires you, Terry? Oh, um, Hope Floats. Great one. Marbeth? I just watched uh, an amazing series, The Chosen. Okay. And uh, uh, who's your hero, Terry? Oh, my hero is Yogananda. Marbeth? I want to say uh, Dr. Paul Farmer with uh, Partners in Peace in Haiti. And who would you want to meet that you haven't met, Terry? Ooh, who would I like to meet? Matthew McConaughey. Good one. Marbeth? Yoko Ono. Great. <laughs> and uh, what's a quote you live by, Terry? Quote I live by, stay in your heart and stay blessed. Marbeth? Everything always goes right for me. Terry, what's the book that I'm going to see on the Jumbotron in New York? What's the, what's the title? The title is um, My Soul's Footprint. That's a great title. I love that. Marbeth? Ah, my book, my book. Don't have the title yet. Okay, so that's your homework assignment. That's action four. Okay. Mm-hmm. Gonna, we'll get the template from Renee, and we'll make sure you get that in. That, that template, you're going to be with 500 other influencers, and all of you together are getting this out to, believe it or not, 20 million downloads. So it's pretty crazy. And that would uh-huh. your goal by two times. That's pretty crazy, isn't it? Yeah. So, Terry, do you recall from... Can I do one more? Can I do one more, Ken? Of course you can. So I'd love for people to follow what I do as far as the Peace on Earth tour. And you can find that at angelspeakers.com. Beautiful. So I i don't think I've ever asked this question before, but I'm, I was trying to get it and I can't get it. So you're going to help me. Who connected us, Terry? Who connected us is the second parliament on spirituality, where you were the official photographer, and I was representing the country of New Zealand as a peace ambassador. Paula Wellington? I'm sorry? Paula Paula Fellingham. And so, Marbeth, same question. We met at Mark Porteous's event, uh, I guess, like three or four years ago. It was just before COVID. Just before COVID, it was like in March of that year. Yeah. March uh, 3rd or 4th. So interestingly, I was at the world first World Spiritual Parliament in Hyderabad, India. Really? Yeah. It's such a cool world, isn't it? Because yeah. you're playing at this level, it is cream rises. 
So the people that are trying to change the world, they'll keep bumping into each other. They may not know who they are at, at first, but you keep bumping. And we're on this call today, as tired as I am, rejoicing that we're playing at this level of creating peace, but more importantly, impact. Because peace is only in ourselves, but when it actually causes other people to feel it, it's impact. So I applaud you. I'm so thankful. Terry, thank you for buying the car and starting the journey very close to my hometown of uh, Baltimore, Hanover area. And you showed me that beautiful blue shiny vehicle. And we took a picture that day and you said, I'm starting my journey. And it was so exciting to be a part of the start. And I knew this day would come. I just didn't know it would take so long. I, I, I mean, you really brought it because you didn't do the quick, let me do three months or six months. You went. I'm in it for the long haul. <laughs> you are in the literal word of long haul. You hauled it. <laughs> so this is Ken Roshan on Voice America. So happy to have Terry and Marbeth here. Please follow them. Please support them. But more importantly, please become part of the journey that they're having so you can have a life that you actually pinch yourself and said, I didn't know this was possible. And it is possible when you actually embrace peace and you embrace your power. So Voice America, Amplified, if you know someone who's playing at this level and you'd like to nominate them or bring them on the show, please connect them because people like Terry and Marbeth are heroes for humanity. So thank you so much. I look forward to seeing you both very soon and jumping in the journey and, and actually seeing you also in the Jumbotrons in New York. So Voice America, keep smiling. See you soon next week. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Amplified. Be sure to join Ken Rashan again next Tuesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Now, go get your message heard.